You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugats. Yeah, we have left Billy Gill alone because he has he has a young child at home. He is married. We're on vacation this week. It sounds like every other child, Mike Golick, besides Billy Gills, is over at Mikey A's house right now. <laughs> I, it, it's it's unreal. So I obviously have grown children. Stu, you're now you're now in the beginning parts of empty nesting as both your daughters are off to college, but we'll yes. just come home and visit yes. during the holidays. Mikey A, man, you got young kids. You had to deal with Christmas, which is great because they have something to do. Now you're in that in that bizarro world of they have no school and you got to take care of them. So, and it sounds like you're having a hell of a party going on right now. They are all here. All of the children are here. Every single one of them is here. My in-laws brought kids over and their kids brought kids over and their kids for some reason have kids as well. And they're just, and then, and then I got a, a call this morning. Hey, you guys can are hosting brunch. You don't mind, right? Just go grab some bagels. We'll bring the rest. And and just 30 kids showed up to my house. And I, I swear all the adults left because I can't find them. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the adults are like, this is our chance. This is our chance to go get some peace and quiet. Let Mike Ye and, and, and his family handle everything. Oh, man. I remember these years, man, without a doubt. It's that, it's that week in between Christmas and... And New Year's, where they're still off of school, and you got to entertain them. Now there's nothing that you had. You were able to entertain them with Christmas and Santa and presents. Now you got to entertain them. So, so talking to two seasoned vets, what do I do here? What, like, what? How do I get from December 26th, which is today when we're recording this, 
until when they go back to school January 2nd. How tell, do I get there? Tell your wife that you're going to go out and get some milk and come back in a week. <laughs> no, you record God Bless Football with me and Golink. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's Sorry, right. I have to work. <laughs> Got to go to work. They just won't stop asking me to record shit. I'll be in my office. <laughs> Mikey A., I, I wish there was a book on this, uh, but there's not because it all varies on age. You know, you'd like them to play with the stuff they got for Christmas, but that'll get old quick and they'll move on to the next thing. And you realize the money you wasted, you know, in getting all of those those things. It's a vicious, vicious circle that you have a lot more years of before you become grand haggard like Stu and I. I would also say this. I can't believe I've arrived there. Uh, I would also say this, uh, Michael, like uh, Mikey, I enjoy it. I know it sounds crazy. You get a thousand kids. You're hosting brunch. It seems like a disaster. But soon you'll be like me and Golik with nothing else to do but speak in the microphones. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it it is true. You're gonna miss this, as the song says. You're gonna miss this. I mean, there there are definitely things you're going to miss from this when your house gets really quiet uh, and you go, "Wow, where's the screaming? Where's the blood curdling screams?" You know, or I had to rush a kid to the emergency room when he when he cut his eye, you know, eyelid open, and days. oh yeah, 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 all that stuff. <laughs> Seems seems tough now, but you will miss it at some point. I know you well, don't think you will. I'll tell you what. I want to give you guys some nostalgia for your for your glory days. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to ride the mute on my microphone. I'm going to let all this Please. sound filter in for you guys, and you can pretend like there are kids in just the next room for you. Thank you. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You know what was the best part of getting families together with young kids and the young kids just went off and played it was always fun when a kid would scream all the parents would stop they would try and recognize who kids which kid was screaming and then was the scream worth getting up for it would be like ah everybody quiet oh that's my kid that's jimmy yeah, he's fine. That he's all right. You know, and, and that would be it. <laughs> Their screams are basically the same. Meaning, if they're if they're jumping off a cliff or if someone took their little toy, yes. uh, you're gonna get the same scream from the kid. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's wild. But you are making Stu and I. Stu is just out of it now. But I, I do miss that. There is nothing like a Christmas or a holiday when you have young kids, man, and they just get all wide-eyed. It's very cool. You get sick of it after about a week, but it's very cool when it's happening. Well, Mike, the show is off this week, the Dan Lebertard Show with Stugatz, and, but we are going to do an episode, well, two episodes now of God Bless Football, one to recap this weekend and another uh, to look forward to next weekend. And, of course, we have the big bowl games. Uh, but in my case, so I wake up this morning – one of my daughters is already out training because her lacrosse season is right around the corner. Right. So she left the house. The other one was sleeping in a little late. Uh, once she did get up, I said, you want to do anything? She said, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. That's a great answer. <laughs> right. And so you combine that with the fact that it is like 48 degrees in South Florida. Normally, I'd be out playing golf right now. I can't even play golf. And so I'm like, all right, let's speak in the micro. What else do I have to do other than talk football with my friend, Mike Golick Sr.? Nothing. Listen, yeah, yeah, your your daughters are old enough to where they want nothing to do with you. Uh, So, yeah, God knows Abby has been in that mode for a long time. Uh, So, yeah, it's you and the microphone now. That's your best friend. Yeah, I'm married to a microphone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Luckily, there's a lot of great football to talk about. I still cannot believe we only have two weeks left in the regular season before the playoffs. God. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I was going to say, it's well. Go ahead if you want to. If you want to go from there, uh, feel free. I mean, it, it, it's some of these scenarios now that are going on. It's amazing some of the teams that we thought were out of it that are now in it. What you're playing for at the end of the year. I did the game uh, Sunday night, Christmas night. You know, Tampa Bay coming to Arizona, and Arizona had control of that game. And you think, here's Tampa Bay again screwing it up, and they come back and win. But all of a sudden, Carolina now, Carolina and Tampa. This coming weekend is a monster game. To my care, the Carolina Panthers who fired Matt Rule what seems like four years ago, right. and Steve Wilkes took over, and this team is a win away next week of controlling their own destiny in Week 18 of of winning the division. Yeah, uh, Matt Rule has already purchased the house in Lincoln. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with Carolina money. <laughs> Carolina money. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, think about this, and people don't think about it in the moment. And me and Billy Gill were pressing Levitard on this a while back. DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off after that touchdown yep. against the Falcons. The Carolina Panthers might be in the playoffs today. I mean, that, that's exactly right. I mean, and I remember, I remember when he did it. I just went, oh my God. You know, he just made the field goal 15 yards or the extra point 15 yards farther. I, I yeah, I remember it then. It, it is little things like that that you look back on. Now, they are in control, basically. Just take care of business, beat Tampa Bay, beat New Orleans. They're the division winners, which would be one of the more unexpected things we saw this year, I think, of a year where we saw some unexpected things, especially two Hall of Fame walk-in, uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks not playing very well this, this year. It's early on, midway through, now all of a sudden, you know, at least Aaron Rodgers, from a statistical standpoint, is kind of picking up steam with his team in the Green Bay Packers. I, I still don't think they're going to make it, but he very calmly keeps reminding us they're still mathematically in it. Well, they yeah, Mike, they have two home games left here, the Vikings and the Lions. Lions, obviously, a much better team. The Vikings, a very good team. We'll see if they have something to play for right. uh, once they get to that game. But it is interesting, from the NFC perspective, Mike, in the AFC – you are staring at perhaps the greatest bunch of quarterbacks we've ever seen when you consider the Final Four has a realistic chance of being, and it could be this way for the next 15 years, by the way, which is amazing, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and let's just sprinkle in, I don't know, Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, Justin <laughs> Herbert, right? and if, if Trevor Lawrence keeps coming right. along and improving, they have that team going, but – the four top ones are the ones you mentioned first with Herbert and Allen and Burrow and Mahomes. And you're right, all young. So, I mean, this this is going to go on for a while. And I left out Lamar Jackson, a former MVP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah. And it was leading to a place where in the NFC, it's a completely different situation, Mike, where if these two quarterbacks get in, and I'm talking about Brady and Rodgers, and uh, I think Brady will get in. You're right about Rodgers. They have to win the next two. Need a little help, but yep. if they can win the next two, uh, my guess is it will probably take care of itself. The quarterback play in the NFC, when you consider it's Brock Purdy, when you consider it's Jalen Hurts, who might be the MVP, yep. we'll talk yep. about that in just a second, where it's Kirk Cousins, where it's Daniel Jones, where it's quarterbacks like that. You have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers strolling into your stadium. You have more confidence in your quarterback than the other team does has in theirs, which I think is going to be a fascinating thing in the NFC if indeed these two quarterbacks make it to the playoffs. You know, when I was when I was doing the Arizona Tampa Bay game, 
Arizona had the chance in the last two minutes to win at regulation, and they're doing it with a third-string quarterback and Trace McSorley, so it's not shocking that they couldn't do it. So they have to punt the bad ball back to Tampa Bay, and I remember I remember me and my, my partner, Ryan Radke, were like, oh, yeah, there's about a minute 20 to go. Tampa Bay has one or two timeouts. It tie score. All they need is a field goal, and Tom Brady's a quarterback. That would be, like, automatic. But as I said then, or when I was doing the game, it was like, but this year it's not. It's just not. He's not the same quarterback as much as the team is struggling. He is struggling. And sure enough, they were, I think, three and out on that drive, and they went to overtime. Now they ended up winning it in overtime. But Because I'm with you. Those guys, in a one-game playoff, you still think, man, okay, they're they're in great shape. But but they're not. I mean, they're just – Brady, the, the two interceptions, underthrows, bad throws – He's off the mark. They're just some guys are just not on the same page. Leonard Fournette is the workhorse of that offense by far. And let's be honest, they wouldn't even be one game under 500 if their defense wasn't playing the way it was playing. No doubt. They would be they would be horrible. They might not have five wins. So the defense, we keep talking about their comebacks. They were down 16 to three against the Saints and won 17-16. They're down 16 to six to Arizona and come back and win that one in overtime. They're, I mean, when they did it to New Orleans, they only scored 17 points. And when they did it to Arizona, by the way, the worst red zone defense in the league and a horrible deep pass defense overall, they took them to overtime and still only scored 19 points. So they can't put up enough points. So to think that even if they get in the playoffs, and I know that's a mentality because I've been there. You're in the locker room and say, we don't give a damn what the record is. We don't care. That's not a 13-person uh, panel that is voting you in on style points. Win ugly. It doesn't matter. Just have the record to get in the playoffs, and everything is 0-0, which is absolutely true. But it, it doesn't change the fact for me that this year I just have no confidence in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all of a sudden that offense waking up and then putting 35 on the board, whether they need that or not, their defense has to keep them in every game. I mean, the season ended today, uh, and I don't think this is going to change. It would be the Bucks hosting the Cowboys at home. Right. Uh, so, Mike, maybe to your point, I, I yeah, I would kind of have a hard time seeing the Buccaneers win that game. But if Aaron Rodgers makes it as a seventh seed and he's strolling into Minnesota to take on Kirk Cousins, you bet your ass everyone thinks Aaron Rodgers is going to win that game. I, listen, I, I agree because another difference is Green Bay has a running game. You know, Tampa Bay doesn't. Leonard Fournette, again, had like 20 carries in the last game, but he had nine catches. He's a bigger threat, I think, out of the backfield. Green Bay has a better running game. Tampa Bay has a little better of a defense, though. But you're right. I, I would have more confidence in, in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers getting it done than the team I see in Tampa Bay. I just I just don't see it. Mike, going to the uh, other game, another game from, from Christmas Day, is there a more bleak outlook for the next three to five years than that of the Denver Broncos? I mean, to give up all they gave up for Russell Wilson to get this kind of production from from a team, I can't think of a, a team in a worse place right now. And it's stunning. While I wasn't on everybody's bandwagon that said when Russell Wilson went to Denver, oh, now they're a Super Bowl team. But I thought they're a better team. I mean, Russell Wilson is is going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a great quarterback. It's been astounding with what's gone on there. I mean, again, another team where the defense is keeping you in games, but you're sitting there at 4-11, and 11, so, you know, not doing a whole lot of good, but their defense is playing well. 
Uh, so who do you think, Stu, who do you think is in worse shape for forgetting what they gave up because they, they gave up obviously more of the other guy I'm going to mention to get him. But now have that deal that they signed and this other quarterback just signed a deal. Who's in worse shape, the Denver Broncos or the Arizona Cardinals? It's a great question. I knew you were headed there. Um, <laughs> they're both going to have new head coaches, I think. I think so. Starting next season. I, that's crazy that Nathaniel Hackett's going to get one year. Um, and Russell Wilson, by the way, might be playing his way out of the Hall of Fame. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. That would be something. I don't think anyone's ever done it before, Mike. Uh, um, I would say, uh, who? that is such a good question. Such, a, I would say Denver's in really bad shape just because, I mean, so much money is tied to that quarterback and so many draft picks were given away, right, to get that quarterback. I would say Two Denver's ones in, and two twos. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah, but are you certain that Russ can't get that back under the right scenario with the right head coach? I don't know, you know? See, that, that that's where I, that's what I wonder is I have more. I've seen Russ be great. I haven't there seen you go. Kyler Murray be great. I've seen Kyler Murray sporadically be great and then sporadically be awful. And then now, now he's spending the entire offseason rehabbing a knee, right. of which, oh, by the way, one of the big things about him is he can move and he can run, and now you're coming off an ACL. Yeah. So I, I agree with you because I think could it – I at least – I give kind of Russell Wilson the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers kind of mentality of, well, I think well, I've seen him do it. So can he do it under the right circumstances and make a nice comeback there? Where Arizona, man, they're a mess. I mean, I, I their offseason will be more interesting and information worthy and noteworthy than their regular season for what's about to happen. Their general manager, Steve Kime, is on a leave of absence for personal reasons. And Cliff Kingsbury, you know, that article came out on ESPN about the, the issues he's having, you know, and, and how he's not digging it there in Arizona and he and Kyler aren't on the same page. You hear more and more about Kyler Murray. I've heard for a while, and I know others have as well, but he's your quarterback. You know, he's he's the guy you have to build around. So I, I agree. Those are two teams that are in for some changes in the offseason. We know the audience wants thoughts on the Jets, wants thoughts on the Dolphins, wants thoughts on the Patriots. We'll get to those in just a second. But, Mike, I spent the weekend wondering, dreaming, actually, that uh, what if Gordner Minshew was my quarterback for the New York Jets? <laughs> I did. I actually had a dream about Gordner Minshew being the Jets quarterback and us making it to the playoffs because any quarterback, just about any quarterback, would get this Jet team uh, to the playoffs. But before we get to those teams, with Gardner Minshew, because this is one of the conversations that's naturally happening, uh, happening, Mike, the Eagles played well. They scored lots of points against a really good defense. I don't know what happened to that defense. They had a chance to beat Dallas late in that game. They did it all without Jalen Hurts. And I'm wondering, did this hurt the MVP chances of Jalen Hurts to see Gar because the question is, is he a product of that great system and all the talent around him, Jalen Hurts? And you saw Gardner Minshew nearly beat Dallas in Dallas and throw for nearly 400 yards in doing so. So did it hurt Jalen Hurts? I have no idea, Mike. I, I don't think so. I know there were some that says Jalen Hurts is a product of the system. I, I think Gardner Minshew, listen, what do, should we have sat, kept Dak Prescott on the bench when Cooper Rush went 4-1 and one yeah, as a starter? I mean, we're, we're, and I know uh, amazingly enough, there were actually a couple of people that talked about what do you do when he comes back, which I thought was ridiculous. 
But Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback, did exactly what he should do. And, and, and I would not question putting Dak back in. And I don't think it hurts what Dak does. I think Garner Minshew would, would – I think a lot of teams, including your Jets, would like to have a quarterback. He's going to be in the league a long time, yep, collecting yep. either backup paychecks yep. or occasionally maybe being a starter somewhere because he's smart, he's good, he's tough. He reads well. He did have a couple interceptions. And, you know, their offense really put up, what, 27 because they had the defensive touchdown. But still, against that Dallas defense, which has been incredible this year, that was a nice job. But to me, it does not take away from Jalen Hurts and what Jalen Hurts means to that team uh, by by any stretch because Jalen Hurts gives them such a running uh, advantage that Gardner Minshew is not going to do. But Gardner did his thing, did have the two interceptions, as you mentioned, threw for 355 in a high-scoring game. wasn't wasn't very good on either side defensively. Um, but no, uh, to answer your question, I do not think it hurts Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Fitzpatrick. Because oh of yeah. The things you just said, like he is, he's a guy. He can win you some ball games if you have to start him, Mike. Right. But he's certainly one of the top two or three backups in the NFL, and that's good enough for a 20-year career in the NFL. I.E.C. Chase Daniel. I mean, you know, <laughs> how, how much money that guy's made. Though Minshew, I think, already has more playing time than, than Chase Daniel had in his entire career. But, yeah, he could be in this league a, a long, long time. I don't worry about Philly, again, with Jalen Hurts in that shoulder. They just need to win one of the last two games, and they secure everything, the division and the number one seed, which I think – they'll be able to do even if it has to be Gardner Minshew as the guy doing it. It's just a matter of when Jalen can come back. It's the old rest versus rust. Does he sit the rest of the year? If Philly gets the win this week and then they have the bye, I mean, then from soup to nuts, he wouldn't be playing for like five weeks. Is that what you want? You want him coming back in after five weeks of not playing? I don't care how much you practice. You're not game simulating anything though you trust him maybe in just to go into the game, that's that balancing act that they're only going to know in the locker room of how much he needs to be ready to go. Uh, Mike, this is uh, – l- let's let's start with the Jaguars, just going back to Thursday night, uh, which feels like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, but they beat the Jets. They beat him at home. Uh, the Jets' offense got nothing going. But it is cool to see. I-, I would say over the last month, I'm not certain – there might be a couple of quarterbacks who have played better than Trevor Lawrence – uh, but to see a young quarterback kind of come into his own and start feeling good about himself and becoming the leader of that football team, you could see it on the field. Vocally, uh, those guys believe in him. They believe they have a chance. Uh, plus, you combine that with your guy, Doug Peterson, your buddy, uh, who won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. That team, it appears, Mike, that Jacksonville finally got it right. Two things. One, Urban Meyer must have been the worst NFL oh. coach in the history of the <laughs> league. And number two is... It appears like Jacksonville finally got it right, and they're going to be good for like the next 15 years. That's it, you know? Oh, I I agree. Listen, yeah. three-game winning streak in that winning streak. Uh, he's, what, uh, seven touchdowns, just one interception. That's been the big thing, I think, for him this year is he's not turning the ball over. Right. And young quarterbacks will do that. You see that with the Kenny Pickett, the rookie starter, you know, in Pittsburgh, turning the ball over. 24 touchdowns, just seven interceptions. Uh they're they're building the the offense around him, which is exactly what uh, they should be doing. Uh, you get guys back from injury. You 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 were big in free agency. Christian Kirk. Everybody questioned that you know pickup and what they paid to get him. Leads him in receptions. Leads him in yards. Leads him in touchdowns. So and Zay Jones has been coming on and playing great as well. So they have a nice nucleus this year. 
and that that probably, but it probably says they're coming along quicker than we even thought coming off the dreck last year. That was Urban Meyer and what they did. But now to be in position to win, well, let me put it this way: When I first, I, I do the Sunday night games for Westwood One, and when the schedule came out at the beginning of the year, and I was looking at all the Sunday night games, I looked at the the Week 18 Sunday night, and it was Tennessee at Jacksonville, and I said, well. That'll be flex, so I'll just have to wait and see where I'm going to go. That's going to be for the division title. I mean, that's going to be for at least it's hopefully setting up that way that I am going to go to Jacksonville because of the meaning that's going to be on that game. So kudos to Doug Peterson, kudos to the staff he brought in, and such kudos to the players. They have to just feel like they've been freed from prison out of that Urban Urban Meyer, you know, garbage that went on and really being able to kind of show what they can do with an experienced coach and a coach who has won a Super Bowl. If you had Malik Willis and Trevor Lawrence playing a oh. game for the division, raise your hand. <laughs> How about it? I mean, talk about a heavy dose of Derrick Henry in that one. <laughs> Mike, is Tannehill done in Tennessee? What do you do there? You know, every year, every year we sit there and say, can they find a better quarterback? Can they find a better quarterback? But we know what their game is built around, running and defense. And it's like, it's like, okay, if you don't have Tannehill, who are you getting? If you're not bringing in a free agent, you're drafting someone. And if you draft somebody, like if Malik Willis started the entire year, would they be battling for the division? I, I don't know. I think Malik could play well, but he still is a rookie. So he's going to make mistakes. And that's going to cost you. So I'm not sure. I think that's the thought process in Tennessee is, can we do really better with a rookie or do we trade for a free agent and, and pay a lot of money or get a free agent and pay a lot of money or trade for someone with a big contract, but we're ready to win now with our running game and our defense. So I think they were kind of caught betwixt and between on saying, do we make a change at the quarterback position? But I think, I think eventually that's coming. All right, Mike, let's see if you can uh, help uh, me and Mikey out here. Oh uh, boy. Because <laughs> Thursday, Friday morning was really depressing. Uh, but some things happened over the weekend that kind of opened up some opportunity here uh, for the New York Jets. Um, the Patriots are kind of playing like the Jets, where they've had back-to-back brutal losses. You had the Dolphins lost. The Chargers win tonight, Mike, and they're going to be in the playoffs. But if they lose tonight, then it really opens up. So the Jets essentially need – they need help from the Dolphins. They need the Dolphins to go to New England this week and beat the Patriots, and the Jets, of course, have to face Geno Smith. The schedule works out so Pro well. bowler Geno Smith. I, I know. It's uh, <laughs> Carol and Geno Smith. I mean, all of it. It works out. Mikey A, we're doomed. This is going to end so badly for us. But anyway, we digress. We have to go to Seattle. We have to win. We need to root for the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. All that stuff could happen. Then the Jets play the Dolphins' final week of the season down here in Miami. The Jets won the first game. They win that second game. The Jets find their way into the playoffs here. I, Mike, find me a doctor, any doctor, that will clear Mike White, okay? I don't care who it is. Get me a quack to clear Mike White because Zach Wilson's done. Listen, there is nobody that wants to be on that field more than Mike White. You know, a guy who is not an what established... An yeah. Oh, yeah. A guy who's not an established starter in the league. Why do you think he kept running back on the field as he was getting his ribs smashed in play after play? Because he realizes that if he goes off the field and somebody else comes in and plays well, he may never get back on the field. You know, that that's that's trying for my – here's my opportunity to show what I can do. So, from a fan's perspective, I get it. Um, but, you know, from Mike White, I get it even more on why he wants to be on that field. 
you know, it's always tough when you don't control everything. You need a little bit of help. But if the help starts, and that's why you scoreboard watch. Coaches always used to say, don't scoreboard watch. We're like, are you, are you shitting me? I'm going to scoreboard watch. There would be games. There was a game I was playing in Philly where we had to win and another team had to lose. And they would tell, like, the scoreboard operator, don't put up the score of that game, you know, for everybody. So I, we don't want the players to see it. Nowadays, you could, couldn't get away with that. There'd be people in the stands yelling from Twitter, you know, what uh, of what the score is on everything. You couldn't hide that. But coaches wouldn't want us to know what was going on in the other game because we had to take care of business in this game. And I get it. I understand that. But that's where you are. If it's, you're not playing at the same time, then you're watching and hoping. Just like when Arizona was beating Tampa Bay, Carolina, I'm sure players were going crazy saying, hell yeah, knock them off, knock off Tampa Bay. You know, you're watching. You need some help in this situation. Green Bay fans are doing it because they need help in their situations. Uh, but the bottom line is then you have to go on the field and you have to take care of business. And I'm with you. Zach Wilson is done. I go, and this is this is nothing against Zach Wilson. This is this still shocks me of prisoner of the moments that we can be. I'll never forget Zach Wilson's pro day when he was in shorts and a t-shirt and he rolled left and threw this bomb. Right. And 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 Twitter blew up. And, and and I'm normally not a a proactive Twitter person. I usually quote a, a retweet quote, you know, and do that kind of thing. But I had to tweet. I'm saying, what are we doing? Oh, what are we doing here? The dude is in shorts and a t-shirt. Nobody's rushing him. He's rolling left and threw it far down the field. Who gives a shit? You know, watch Aaron Rodgers do that in pads. Okay, watch when he did that in the game, rolling left and flicks it down the sideline on a beautiful throw downfield when it actually counts. And, but, and these were actual like former players and analysts going, oh, my God. And I was like, are, are we serious with playing so well, you know, in short? So uh, and, and I, I like Zach Wilson coming out. I didn't love him, uh, but I always root for him. Listen, whenever I'm negatively criticizing someone for play, I always hope I'm wrong because I always want players to succeed. You know, especially that quarterback position, there's so much on him. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how Zach Wilson will play again for the Jets outside of injury, like we said, if the other guys can't go. Uh, and this is what your hopes are on for New York. It's been a nice year that's turned ugly. And, and quite honestly, I don't think you're getting into the playoffs. Mike, real quick, the, the best part about that, that t shirt and shorts throw, Zach Wilson made the same throw in that game on Thursday to Tyler Conklin, but he played like garbage. So that one throw, yeah. it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter if you can do it one time during a game if you can't run an offense. Uh, it's so true. I mean, but that's what we do, man. We see one good big play in shorts or whatever or guy quarterback running around and, a, and an assistant, you know, hitting him with a broom like he's getting rushed. And look at him move. Boy, he's got some moves. Look at that. I'm Oh my God! Maggie, hey, maybe I, that's the only throw Zach Wilson can make. That yeah, is. yeah. How about it? Just no, design the offense to make that play. The Terrible yeah. coaching job by Salah. I mean, just have him make that throw every time against his body, rolling away. <laughs> so, how are you? How are you as Jet fans going to take this year? Let's go with. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, they look good for a while, uh, but they're not going to make the playoffs. So, so, and now you're not going to be in a position to have a high draft pick either. So I'm super encouraged for this reason, Mike. I, the defense, I am, and I can't believe this. Mikey A is going to disagree. The defense is championship good. And yeah. I think it's only going to get better because because for the most part, it's it's a young defense. 
They have skill position players. Brees Hall, when he comes back, Michael Carter, um, the wide receiver, Wilson from Ohio State. They have good, young, skill position players. My, they don't have an offensive line, um, and that's going to hurt Zach. And Mikey Yeh and I will, will love watching Zach Wilson become a Hall of Famer elsewhere. Um, but, but, but <laughs> I wonder if the Jets have put themselves in position to attract, maybe, I'm just saying, a guy like Derek Carr. Or maybe a guy like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. Uh, because they're not going to draft another quarterback. They don't have a high draft pick, as you pointed out. So you either have to be all in on Mike White or you have to go the veteran route and try to grab one of those guys. Here's a question for you, Mike. If you ask Pete Carroll right now, Zach Wilson for Geno Smith, does he say yes? <laughs> You know, for Wilson, who says no? And and then before this week's game, I mean, (laughs) do do, do I have to answer that? I mean, are we serious? Gino Gino Smith has given the the greatest middle finger to everybody, everybody, and kudos to him. I mean, everybody thought this team is rebuilding, and now it's like they look like geniuses. Right. Last time he did that, he got punched in the mouth. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) That's very, very true. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Like, have they put themselves in position? Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe, I don't know who it's going to be, but I think, like, a veteran quarterback would be thrilled to go to the Jets and win a Super Bowl. I I agree. To your point, to your point, I, I absolutely agree. That they would that they would attract some people. With, you, and you mentioned all the talent that they have now, and they do because it was one thing you'd think you had a quarterback, but you didn't have the the surrounding cast. Yeah. O line is a worry, no doubt about that. But man, when you have an excellent defense, you're going to be in a lot of games. And from the from the the line from Quinton Williams to Sauce Gardner in the secondary, and how well that that secondary has been, and what he has done coming in, yeah, I, I think it is it is now a team that says. Okay, now, you know, as players look around and look at divisions, you know, that's what you got the Bills in that division, Bill Belichick still in that division, Miami had played better this year. But still, as long as they're willing to cough up, you know, the money to get guys in, I do think they are building a nice team. The the problem, again, is you lack the quarterback. So you got to get somebody, and and, and that's what, instead of starting over again with a draft pick, you know, I I would agree. Go to a veteran. You know, a guy who's been through it, and now you can maybe get a higher caliber one by trade or by free agency because they like what they see with the Jets. So, yes, I think they're positioned pretty well to get a passer. If they don't, they're screwed. I mean, that's but but it's like all 32 teams. You know, the NFL is a league where you need a competent quarterback. Doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer, but he needs to be really, really efficient, not turn the ball over. Mike, uh, I didn't get a chance to answer answer your question before about uh, how we view the Jets, and let me answer it with one word. Insufferable. That's what Jet fans are going to be this offseason. Because if you thought we were really annoying when we got the top five pick and that guy was going to be so good, imagine what we're going to do when we were almost in the playoffs. We're going to be insufferable. I feel bad for you. I mean, at one point, what, you're six and three? Looking good, and then you lose five of the last six. Ah, just yeah, it all just came crashing down. But yeah, I just wonder because I know Jet fans. At first, there's the exhilaration of oh my god, we're going to be in the playoffs. We're going in the right direction. To now, now if we're not going to be in, we're not losing enough, or we're going to we're going to be like right in the mid area of. So who are we going to get to help us? You know, that's that's kind of the Jet fan woes. 
My couple of quick ones. We'll get out of here. We do have to touch on the Dolphins real quick. What the fuck is going on with the Patriots? It's like back-to-back games. We've never seen the one against the Raiders. Oh, my God. And, like, stop giving Stevenson the ball at the end of games. So that would be my lesson to Bill Belichick, okay? Not that he needs one from me, but a team that has been so impeccably coached over the last 20 years uh, to not make mistakes like they've made in the final minutes of these last two games. Mike, these are games that would have gotten the Patriots into the playoffs. Yeah, they listen. A playoff team today. You know what? And and, and I think and I, I get why they still gave it to Stevenson. I mean, the guy's averaging just under five yards a carry. He's getting the job done. You 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 hope somebody learns from their mistakes. Listen, the what went on with the Raiders blew my mind. And it blows everybody's mind even more because it's a Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick team. Yeah, you talk cool. about they everyone and everybody talked about Jacoby Myers throwing the ball back. That started with Stevenson. There's no way he should have even even pitched that ball. They should have just gone to overtime. But then he fumbles in this last one. It, it's it is it's uncharacteristic. But I I I don't mind them still giving him the ball. I really don't. Um, you know, giving up points, you give up thirty to Vegas. So because your defense has been part of the team that's been helping to carry you, Mac Jones. Now all of a sudden, last year we're talking about about Mac Jones as oh boy, they got it figured out. Now it's like Mac Jones is. Is he going to be the guy? You know, what's Mac Jones? Nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, all of a sudden there's questions mark, question mark there for a team that hasn't had question marks in, in a long, long while at that position. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Just those two, get that those are going to keep them up at night. Like, it's it's just the way they lost those games. Yep. Um, Mike, quickly, by the way, like, I, I, there's a game I could play here about which quarterback would have gotten the – Mikey A., would you take Baker Mayfield right now? <laughs> like, I would – I'd be thrilled to have Baker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not without Sean McVay. Mike, yeah. is, is McVay going to fix uh, – well, I mean, Baker played really good this past weekend. Um, is McVay going to fix that? Like that's, that seems insane. Well, I mean, listen, that, that's another wait and see. We see, we see Baker play a good game coming out of the gate, getting there in two days, leading him on a 98 yard drive and two minute drill. We just got there. Incredible. But we've seen Baker do incredible things. We've seen him do horrible things and we've seen him get hurt. I don't know what's the real thing. There's a reason you're on three teams in a little over a year, right? He He had his chance in Carolina. And and that's all you can ask for. Had the ball starting uh, starting the season out, so it's in his hands for the most part, and didn't get it done. And we've seen that out of him. So I I don't I don't know. Coaches are going to think we can fix him, um, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if we're going to get better than a man. He's going to flash greatness, and then he's going to headbutt all his teammates, and he's a fun guy to have around to holy shit, what kind of throw was that? Or what are you doing? I I, I don't know where we're going to settle on that. And, and he's been in the league for a handful of years. So we should have a better handle on, on what he's going to do. But again, that's a reason he's been on three teams in over a year. Uh, Mike, let's, uh, let's finish here with the first, with the Dolphins uh, and that game, the Dolphins uh, had a seven point lead at halftime. Uh, they were up 22-13 on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Did not score in the second half, uh, which was very surprising. Tua had the three interceptions uh, in the second half. Aaron Rodgers seems to be enjoying the process of developing a young team, which is kind of odd at this stage in his career, but he does seem to be enjoying that. Uh, we'll see if they get in, but let's let's stick to the Dolphins here for our audience. Mike, my, my, my 
The first thing I'll say, you know, in terms of criticism for Mike McDaniel is on that first drive, they were really running the football right down the throat to the yeah. Green Bay Packers. Um, they got out to the lead, and then they kind of went away uh, from the run. And I feel, and the running game is something that Dolphin fans are so excited about because you've seen them do it in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel for years now with some of the same guys, Jeff Wilson Jr., Moster, Dolphin fans are excited, but it seems like they want to prove that Tua is this guy, like this MVP quarterback, at all costs, and it doesn't matter about, hey, let's try to get into the playoffs. My criticism, yes, there is criticism to be thrown at Tua. He had the three picks in the second half. He was terrible. It was a terrible second half. But why are they not running the football more when they can run the football? That's what I don't get, Mike. 18 runs, 25 passes in that game. They didn't have a lot of plays compared to Green Bay. Green Bay... Let they ran the ball quick, twenty. Mike. They had a lot of big plays. The Dolphins. They had yeah. the Waddle play. Right. They had the Tariq Hill play. They were scoring on big time plays. You know. Yeah, and in watching Tua, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, he's a guy that I called the Charger game, so I watched a lot of games before that. In San Francisco, he looked jittery in the pocket against the Chargers. The game I called, he was just off. I mean, his throws were just flat out off. Played pretty well in the Buffalo game. You know, before the snow started hitting the fourth quarter, you know, had a couple of touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over on that game at all, and then just imploded late in that game against Green Bay. Um, and he's been having – he had been having a monster year. They're on now that four-game losing streak. So I think there was more and more trust in him to get the job done, especially when you got Waddle and Terry Kill, where we can bail you out of a lot of things. But I'm with you. You know, when you get Wilson from San Francisco in the trade, you have Moster, who, oh, by the way, was in San Francisco a while back. I like that two-headed monster. I like teams with the two-headed monster approach, uh, and I think these are two good running backs, and I agree with you. I think they can control the game more by running. They do short passes occasionally to control, but I do think they control it more by running. When you're on a four-game skid, it's kind of like take a breath, okay? Let's kind of – Let's not put everything on our quarterback. We have a running game. Let's use that a little bit more and uh, and see where we go. And now now they're put themselves in a in a very very interesting position. When how many weeks ago we were talking about them possibly you know coming out of the AFC? Is this a Super Bowl team to where they are now? Yeah, Mike, they're gonna have to beat the Patriots, beat yep. the Jets to get in. Yep. Like, do you think they grow? Do you think the Dolphins are gonna do that? Go to New I- England, beat the Patriots, <clears throat> and then beat the Jets at home. I I, I think they can. I, I would I would actually. Of all the playoff scenarios of who can get in, that's a scenario that I for, – for the team, for New England, for Miami, and for the Jets. I think that, to me, is most feasible. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to beat New England. I think they're going to beat the Jets, and I think they're going to be in the playoffs. All right. Uh, well, that would make Dolphin fans happy. It's a step, right? Like, I yeah. think we're thinking division, but the Bills are in your division, and I, I would say – just getting to the playoffs for the Dolphins. Well, the, the big step, though, is going to be – and do you agree – Tua is the guy going forward, right? Uh, I mean, that's the question that that's a question that had to be answered. Now, if they don't make the playoffs, they're on a four-game skid. If Tua doesn't play well, maybe you start to wonder. But if they win these games and get in the playoffs, then you wonder. And I wonder what Dolphin fans would think: Is Tua your guy? I, I think. I think even. I think Dolphin fans would say, at the very least, Tua has earned himself another season with Mike McDaniel. We'll see if if he can improve on some of the stuff that he's not great at. And, and same with Mike McDaniel, getting another year of right. experience as head, as head coach. I, I, I would say 
I would say Dol- they're not going to be happy they didn't get into the playoffs, considering they were thinking like one seed five weeks ago. Okay, uh, but they're going to be. I think two has done enough in most Dolphin fans' eyes to warrant another season because you can make an argument through the first ten games he was the MVP of this season. The yeah. last the last few have been have been bad. He's had some bad moments, also had some great moments. There are just certain throws that he can't make yet, and I think Mike McDaniel needs an offseason to figure out. Uh, whether or not, uh, teach Tua how to make some of these throws and run things that aren't to the middle of the field. He has to learn how he has to learn to play the outside of the field to make those out patterns, all that stuff. Because the Dolphins, the Dolphins' offense became predictable, and teams caught up to it. And it started with the Niners, it carried on to the Chargers, and you saw it a little bit yesterday with Green Bay. Mikey, hey, what do you got? Oh, I thought you had something there. Yeah, I, 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 I like them too. I mean, I think he should at least get another year. I think they got to start to involve the tight end a little more in their offense. Seki just disappeared uh, this year with this offense. But, yeah, I definitely still see him going forward. Now, I don't know if this offseason or next year we're going to sign him to that new five-year deal for, you know, $200 million. Uh, I, I think you're going to wait and see a little more. All right. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in football? It's hard not to, you know, he reminds me of Cooper Cup. When Cooper Cup catches everything there is, and yet they keep throwing him the ball, and yet he keeps catching the ball yeah. somehow, some way, being open or, or catching it covered. Same with Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen, a shame, has kind of disappeared from that offense. TJ Hawkinson has become a big part of that offense. But when in doubt, you throw it to Justin Jefferson. And everybody knows it, and he keeps catching the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you not don't say that's the best receiver in the league right now. He's been incredible. Last question we get you out of here. Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. Who do you trust the most? Well, I mean, it's still Mahomes. I, I definitely trust Mahomes the most. Allen, you know, he Mike worked. Burrow doesn't give a shit. Burrow thinks he's better than Mahomes. I'll tell I, you and, and I love, I listen, I love Burrow's attitude because he knows what went on in Cincinnati for, for years and years and years. I love that he says we don't care about that. We're the now. I love his attitude, love it, and he's a great quarterback. Yes. Josh Allen has been worrying me with the with the red zone picks and near picks that have been going on. He's still a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. But if you're asking me to choose out of those three, I'm still taking Mahomes. Okay, but that's what I love about Burrow. You ask Burrow to make that choice, he's choosing him. Yes, he oh. all three of those guys, they're choosing themselves. That's yeah, great. he's saying he I'm first. He's choosing anyone else. I mean, yeah, you you give him those three: him, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes. Burrow saying I'm first, I'm second, and I'm third. And and I would love it. I would love it. They would actually throw fists at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Oh my god! And fight for who the best quarterback of the well, we'll see it. The AFC playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll we'll have it right in front of us. All right, Mike. Any good gifts yesterday? What you, you got? Anything nice? What happened? Uh... So I make a, and you guys have seen it. Mikey A certainly has seen it. Whenever I'm trying to connect to these Zoom pods yeah. through Zoom, I always have that face. Like I'm looking, you know, know like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. The grandpa Facebook picture. Exactly. When you call me, me, that's the face that comes up on my phone. Yes. Yes. So uh, Chris, I believe it was Chris and Sydney did it. They blew up those about six of those pictures and they put it on a blanket. They gave me a blanket (laughs) with huge pictures of my face. Uh, just looking like of confused goal. Uh, uh, the confused look of how to set things up. Yeah, so it was very cool. So now that's what I put over my old ass when I'm laying on the couch. I always told you Sid was the brains behind the operation. Oh, my God, <laughs> I mean, I keep spending my money. Cindy and Chris. Well, 
Listen, they got it down. They don't yeah, know. whatever. They're not uh, Mikey A., my gift to you was getting you away from the kids for an hour. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank we you. haven't we haven't heard anything in a while. I, I'm not sure what's what's. I, I hate for you to open that door and and see something you don't want to see. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right, Mike. Uh, listen, it's uh, it's bowl season. We got the big bowl games coming up uh, yep. this weekend. The national semifinals, and of course, the NFL. So uh, we will have another episode of God Bless Football for you on Friday. Billy will uh, be in for some, if not most, of that. But. Uh, uh, Billy needed a day off. He's he's tired, Bill. That's okay. Uh, it's coming to the end of the season. We all wear down a little bit. We'll we take that deep breath and finish out the season. And Next again, Billy up. has a young child at home. So does Mikey A. Mike yeah. Mike Golick and I have nothing but microphones at home. Nothing. So nothing but time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go hang out with my microphone. You guys have a good day. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with my dogs. I'll see you. See ya.